We've added a new logo to this briefing, a striking one centered on a cup of coffee. Although you may be surprised to learn in our final story today where Cleveland stands as a coffee city. It's The Wake Up, the daily news briefing from Cleveland.com. I'm Chris Quinn. A federal judge in Cleveland has denied a request by several drunk companies that he get off what is likely the biggest case of his career, the opioid case that has brought him national attention. Dan Polster is the judge on litigation involving cities and counties across the nation seeking billions of dollars for the nation's devastating opioid epidemic. Drug company lawyers asked Polster to give up the case because of what they called his unusual level of commitment to a settlement, which they say is affecting his decisions. They also cited statements he made in court and in news articles, as well as legal rulings, that they say show a bias. Polster wrote his 14-page response in the first person, noting that the drug companies waited until the eve of trial to raise doubts about him and suggested that might be part of a strategy by the drug companies. He said he is confident that no one reasonable could legitimately question his integrity. Lawyers for the governments that are suing the drug companies called the effort to disqualify Polster desperate. Although the litigation involves many governments, a test case involving Cuyahoga and Summit counties in Ohio will go first, with the governments accusing the drug companies of downplaying the risks of addiction to their prescription painkillers. Mike DeWine has not completed his first year as governor yet, but Jim Renacci is giving every indication that he will challenge DeWine for re-election in 2022. Since leaving Congress in January, Renacci has positioned himself as an irritant to the state Republican leadership with a variety of criticisms. He has dedicated his time to a political nonprofit where he regularly criticizes policies supported by DeWine and stresses the lack of private sector job growth since DeWine took office. Many political watchers believe not only that Renacci will run, but that, through his talk and activities, already is unofficially running. Renacci launched a campaign for governor the last time around, but switched to the race for Senate at the request of President Donald Trump, after Josh Mandel dropped out of the race late in the game. Renacci did not commit to running in 2022 in an interview with Cleveland.com's Andrew Tobias, but pretty much everything he said in that interview indicated his real intentions. This is a case that would have been hard to fight since jurors would have been able to watch the crime on video, a Cuyahoga County jail guard captured on surveillance video Punching a woman in the face while she was strapped into a restraint chair last summer has agreed to plead guilty in the case, prosecutors say. But that's all they say. In court Thursday, prosecutor Matthew Meyer did not disclose any of the details of the plea agreement he reached with the guard, Robert Marsh, who was charged with several misdemeanors. We don't even know at this point what Marsh will plead guilty to, and we don't know if he will have to testify against another guard charged in the case. The other guard is accused of spraying pepper foam into the face of the prone woman. News of the plea agreement came in a pretrial hearing for Marsh's co-defendant. A federal grand jury says a Hudson doctor, a Gates Mills doctor, and two Ohio guys working for a drug company ran a scheme for years to give the doctors kickbacks for writing prescriptions for a brain medicine. 
The scheme involved a drug called Nudextra, and it treats a strange ailment called pseudobulbar effect, which causes exaggerated and uncontrollable crying and laughing. The case is laid out in an 83-count indictment that runs 104 pages. Between October 2011 and April 2016, the Hudson doctor wrote 10,088 prescriptions for Nudextra, the most of any doctor in the country. Separate from the indictment, Avenir Pharmaceuticals has agreed to pay $116 million in the case in penalties and restitution. Avenir is where the two guys accused of the kickbacks worked. The case also involved false claims to Medicaid of diagnoses of pseudobulbar effect. When it comes to coffee, I drink three cups most days and I make it myself, but most people in Cleveland don't like making their own coffee, and really, overall, Cleveland is just not a coffee kind of city. At least that's the scoop, according to the folks at Wallet Hub. The city ranks 84th on a list of the best American cities for coffee. At least we're not Toledo, which came out dead last in the list of 100. Wallet Hub looked at price, spending, coffee use at home, coffee shops per capita, and those with Wi-Fi, and other variables. No big surprises at the top. Seattle and Portland finished first and fourth. For percentage of households that own a coffee maker, Cleveland finished 97th. So maybe come Sunday, we should not be looking for a massive celebration of National Coffee Day. It's Friday, so make sure to grab the latest episode of This Week in the CLE, our provocative end-of-the-week podcast discussion of the latest news here at Cleveland.com. The reporters and editors who handled the stories provide plenty of insight into them. You can listen through iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And we'll be back Monday with another edition of The Wake Up.